Welcome to your headquarters for knowledge and helpful advice on a variety of topics, all from trusted experts in their fields. It's time for River City Podcast. Kristen Peck is a highly skilled technical medical artist with 18 years of proven results and success in the medical industry as a sales professional and trainer. She's won numerous awards, recognitions, and has superior recommendations. Kristen opened Dermahue in 2016 and started doing areola tattoos soon after. Realizing a huge need for this service, she officially opened the Areola Restoration Center in 2022 with the goal to fully support and service women who have undergone surgery as a result of breast cancer. During the pandemic, Kristen realized there was a gap in education and awareness about the options to have a fully restorative procedure that is covered by insurance. So she started her third venture with a nonprofit called Warriors Inc., the mission being to educate breast cancer survivors and the medical community about the laws and rights that survivors have for full restoration. So, Kristen, you have launched Dermahue as well as the Areola Restoration Center and also a nonprofit called Warriors Inc. Yes, we did Warriors Inc. about the time of COVID. At the end, we decided it was time to do something positive. A lot of negative was happening. So the wheels started turning and there was a need. So that's why we decided to jump in. And that's pretty much what our focus is going to be on today is Warriors Inc. But let's start a little bit with the Areola Restoration Center and how much you're really helping women after going through the difficult breast cancer journey. I think there's a perception that breast cancer is one of the cancers that the medical community really has a handle on. You hear people talk, it's like, oh, we figured that out. But the numbers are still showing this is a fairly big threat. It sure is. And actually, the data is showing that it's growing. The distance between the mean age of 62, that's lowering year by year. So we're seeing younger women being diagnosed with breast cancer. And we're talking like the really scary breast cancer, where you have to have incredibly aggressive treatments to get a hold of it as fast as possible. 2022, there was an estimated 287. 7,850 new cases with 43,250 women dying from it. And statistically, is this just across the board or you said it's reaching younger people? Ethnicity, is there anything that they're tracing? You know, I get a lot of information from the American Cancer Society. Every year they do a breast cancer fact and figure book and I print it out every year. Right now we're looking at 2022 through 2024 and they'll add to it. Right now they're showing that the highest rates are coming in with white women or Caucasian. And then right behind that is our Black women, but Black women have a higher rate of mortality. It's so important that, you know, when you look at the American Cancer Society, all the things that they're doing, trying to even out the playing field, but it's just, it's everywhere. We're talking one in eight women or 13% of the female population will be diagnosed with breast cancer. But I do want to point out, it is not just women. There's on average about 2,700 new cases of breast cancer amongst men and 530 deaths on average. And you're thinking, wow, that's 25%. And the reason why is it's not known to be a male disease. So it goes... They're not getting mammograms. They're not getting mammograms. They're not thinking, oh, if I have breast tissue, it's just because I'm gaining weight or I'm getting older. You know, you think 
okay, the number's small, but it's a quarter of the individuals that are actually being diagnosed. So you can't forget that either. You really can't forget the men. It's uh, an impact on them as well. Not a great picture with everything that's going on. And certainly it hasn't just gone away over the years, but there are more treatment options, at least. Sure, there are. When you are diagnosed with breast cancer, and I've talked to so many women, the first thing they talk about is the team. They're not waiting 60 days from now. I've had clients that have come in, found out they were diagnosed with breast cancer on a Friday, and they're meeting with their oncologist and a team on the next Tuesday, like four or five days later. They're hitting it as hard as they can. They've come a long ways with the mammograms. In the past, it's always been known to be uncomfortable. I know when I had my mammogram, the first thing I asked the technician is, I don't want the squishy one because it's very, very uncomfortable. So now they've come along a long way. They do the 3D imaging. They do breast ultrasounds, which actually are excellent if you have dense breast tissue. Clinical breast exams when you go into your yearly checkup. But I think the importance is to have breast self-awareness and you have to be really aware of the feel of your breast and the appearance of your breast because you're going to be the first one to notice something that is not right. If you get a yearly mammogram in January and it's clear, but then July you feel a lump, if you weren't aware of it, you'd be waiting again till next January. Right. And at that point, it could have gone a little bit further, which could complicate things. So it's really important to be aware of your body and carry out those self-exams because large, large percentage of breast cancer is found in the shower. That's great advice. Just make that your shower habit for sure. Yes. And the other thing is it's got to be such a priority to book that every year. I mean, when you leave your mammogram, make sure you just go ahead and book it for the following year because that delay of even six months, if you wait, can just make such a big difference in what your options are, right? It can make an incredible, an incredible impact. I have a close friend who had her mammogram in March and in October she was stage four. And she did find a lump, but she just thought it was fibrous breast tissue. She had gained weight and that's what she thought it was. So be aware, you know, that should be something you do on a regular basis. Not that anyone's trying to scare anyone, but when you're aware, you're going to be more thoughtful about any changes that are happening in your breasts. Did she notice anything else physiological, being more tired or? She, nothing, nothing. Wow. I cannot tell you how many women I have spoken to that everything was going great. They're healthy, they're athletes, they did a 10K, went on vacation, hiked the mountains, and then literally get home, have an exam with their doctors and get that really scary call that there was an irregularity or something wasn't right and they needed them to come back so they could do another mammogram. That is a scary phone call. Yeah, I can't imagine. A large part of the Areola Restoration Center focuses on helping those who have just gone through this treatment. So they were diagnosed, they had the treatment, and at some point they realized that being completely restored didn't necessarily come with that plan. Can you elaborate on that? We're talking women that have had uh, unilateral or bilateral mastectomies. There are nipple sparing, 
surgeries. There are surgeries where if the patient is lucky enough, they don't even touch the areola complex. But in a lot of cases where the cancer is in the duct area, they have to make sure that they get a good margin and they get it all out. When you have a double or a unilateral or bilateral, which is both breasts, unilaterals, one breast mastectomy, basically you're left with some scars. Some are severe, some are not severe, depending on how you're healing, if there are any complications but it literally is a smooth mound. I've had so many clients tell me that they cannot look in the mirror, that they have raised their mirrors, so it's only top of their shoulders up and they can only see their face Uh. in the bathroom. I had a client last week, she had not had it done, and it was 18 years, and she came to me, and after she saw the first breast completed. She kept on going on and on. I wish I had done this sooner. I wish I had done this sooner. And I just kept on telling her, well, you found me and I'm glad you had it done now. She was super, super happy. It's the icing on the cake. It is the cornerstone of symmetry when you look in the mirror. And that's what we provide. We provide a 3D realistic areola nipple. It is a two and a half to three and a half hour procedure. There is no pain involved. The aftercare is super easy. Literally within a week, you're up and around. You walk out, you don't feel anything. I mean, there really isn't any aftercare except putting ointment on it. It's like a tattoo. Well, let's talk about why she waited that many years. Let's talk about why women aren't incorporating the areola in terms of the original plan. Of the entire procedure. Of the entire procedure. Yes, the whole restoration. So they are just not aware. My medical director, who is a breast cancer survivor, I think we're maybe 14 years ago, 12, 14 years ago, she told me out of her entire team, there was only one surgeon from D.C. that even mentioned that this was a procedure that she could have as an option. I have talked to surgical oncologists that their job before the actual plastic surgeon is to make sure the cancer is removed. Tell me they had no idea that this was covered by insurance for the most part. That is a good moving focus on the law. It's a 1998 Women's Health Care and Cancer Rights Act. That law has only been on the books since 1998. Before 1998, unless you could bank a full restoration, the breasts were removed and that was what a woman was left with. There's a couple stories out there. Some areas is called Janet's Law. There was a nurse that in 97, she had been diagnosed with an invasive breast cancer. A surgeon from Northern Virginia was going to do the surgery. The day before, the insurance company denied it. When the surgeon asked why it was denied, he said basically she was past childbearing age. She had had her children. What? Yes. And that it was not covered. It was cosmetic. So this surgeon ended up doing it pro bono. He knew somebody in Hollywood that had had breast cancer but could afford restoration. He pleaded his case with her. They were good friends and they went straight to Capitol Hill. And by 1998, October 21st, our anniversary is coming up, that it was written into law. And this law states if you have individual group or HMO insurance that federal law states it is covered by insurance. Even if you had your surgery 10 years ago and you have a completely different surgery, or maybe one implant failed, the current insurance that you have has to cover this procedure. There are diagnostic codes and CPT codes for this procedure to get reimbursed by your insurance company. And still so many people are unaware. Totally unaware. I can tell you on average, if it's not, if I'm not getting a referral from a doctor I've educated, this is someone just calling me that has done research and they 
maybe have heard about, they want it done. I would say 50% of my new clients that come in are not aware. Doctors, every one in five doctors I talk to, not aware that it's covered by insurance either. Our goal, and that's what Warriors Inc. is focused on, is educating, and we have to go really high stream. And that means we have to educate the nurse navigators, the oncologists, the surgeons, the plastic surgeons, the cancer centers. That is our goals to make sure that women are aware of their options. They are aware of their rights and that they are given the whole picture. And that means everything. That means the entire package because we know aerial restoration is emotionally restorative. It has an impact on them. It has an impact on their partners, their intimacy, how they feel about themselves, their self-esteem. And that is really what our focus is on, making sure everyone is educated. Kristen, you mentioned the anniversary date. That's a big deal and something to celebrate. And you're doing that with a huge event. It's called Goats and Gourds. We are going to do goat yoga In honor of the anniversary, all proceeds will go to Warriors Inc. to be used to further educate our facilities, our doctors, our patients, and our clients. It is going to be held at Goat Yoga RVA, which is local in Glen Allen. There's going to be a lot of baby goats. (laughs) Baby goats! (laughs) Who doesn't like baby goats dressed up? We really thought about what could we do? I mean, you can do a run and you can do a drive and that's a lot of fun, but we really wanted to totally go the opposite end and do something that you could share with your friends and your family that would be fun and super silly. It's going to be October 21st. The entire day is from 10 to 4, but if you go on to Eventbrite, you can purchase tickets and there are segments of where we're actually going to be doing goat yoga. You are not going to have a goat on your back from 10 to 4 p.m. (laughs) It's not going to happen. There's a dessert bar and all sorts of fun things. Yes, we are going to have a dessert bar and this dessert, it is a type of waffle and I tell everyone if a waffle, a funnel cake, and a donut had a baby... (laughs) It is so good, and we're calling it the Booby Bar, and we're going to have all kinds of healthy and fun toppings for that. We're going to have gourds and pumpkins that you can paint. It is going to be a fun time, lots of picture opportunities. I can't think of anything more joyful than to do something silly. When you've been through so much and you've watched your family members, your mom and your sister and your cousin, your aunt, grandma, go through something so serious and so trying on them on a, on a daily basis, why not get out there and do something just totally off the wall and off the wall silly? We're really excited. We really hope a lot of people come out and have a good time. Well, I love it for multiple reasons. I mean, they say that... Pets bring your blood pressure down. That's been proven. Mm -hmm. So having just little baby goats alone. And then, of course, yoga is so good for your mentality, your emotion. It's just a beautiful concept. We're going to have a link in the body of this podcast for people to go ahead and sign up. And then how else can the community help support Warriors, Inc. and also this event? At the Aerial Restoration Center, we have a ton of flyers. It's 8501 Malin Drive Suite. 
1-800-273-1108. We've had people come by and ask for the flyers so they could give it out to their gyms or their women's group, their library reading group. Just getting the word out is going to be the biggest impact. But Share on social media. Share on social media. I have a client that was excited because her sister's coming in that weekend. So she has a sister, a niece, her granddaughter's coming in. Bring the family. And this is a great opportunity for the children. They can pet the baby goats, the smaller goats. They're all very, very socialized. These goats travel all over the state of Virginia. They do things at the malls. They've been to Williamsburg, UVA. They've done events all over the state. So they're incredibly socialized. They just love people. I've never been around so many sweet, fun animals. I was observing a class a few weeks ago, and I've got to be honest, when the goats came out, not everyone had a smile on their face because they had never been around that many goats. <laughs> but by the end of it, everyone was giggling. Everyone was laughing. It was it was really joyous to see. I really, it was beautiful. And we'll be out there too. We'll be out there, River City Podcast. We'll have the pod car out there and be supporting this event. So come say hi to us too. Beyond this event, sponsors in the community, businesses that want to support Warriors, Inc., I'm sure can reach out to you on your website. AreolaRestorationCenter.org. There's a link that goes right to Warriors, Inc., and any support getting the word out, even if they do not come to the Areola Restoration Center to get their Areola Restoration. It was really heartfelt when I had someone come in and they told their sister all the way across the country. Just reminding the individuals in your family or your friends that this is an option. I mean, when it comes right down to it, it is about getting the word out and making sure women know that they have rights. Our goal is to make you feel as beautiful on the outside as you are on the inside. I love it. Thank you, Kristen, for everything you do. And I hope everybody heads over to Goats and Gourds 2023. This will hopefully be an annual event. Oh, yes, it will uh, be. So October 21st, 10 to 4. There'll be 45-minute goat yoga sessions, live music, painting the pumpkin or gourd, like Kristen mentioned, a dessert bar, cuddle time with baby goats. The magician Jackson DeShazo will be there doing walk around magic. Anyone who registers before October 5th will receive a free t-shirt at the event and anyone coming to the event buying a ticket, uh, if they don't get their ticket before October 5th, they will get it in the mail following the event. We'll have the link so you can go ahead and get signed up. That's through Eventbrite. And again, all proceeds go toward Warriors Inc. offering education and support to breast cancer survivors. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to River City Podcasts. If you're interested in setting up a podcast for your business, go to rivercityconsulting.com. Mm-hmm.